came back home to raise crops and, God willing, a family. So you want me to marry you then? Well, that's a bit sudden, but all right. <laughs> Is that what you'd call a proposal? I love you. Always have. I want to marry you. His dreams were of peace and the woman he loved. I want a home and children. It's all for nothing if you don't have freedom. But his destiny would be written in a battle for honor. As lord of these lands, I will bless this marriage by taking the bride on the first night of her union. Go back to England and tell them there that Scotland's daughters and her sons are yours no more. He rallies new volunteers in every Scottish town. My knight be Sir William Wallace. Guardian and High Protector of Scotland. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Well, we didn't get dressed up for nothing. He waits for you at York. If you are man enough to come and face him. We cannot defeat this army. We can't. And we will. If we win, we'll have what none of us have ever had before. A country of our own. I want to stay here with you. And I with you. Would you be willing, for one chance, just one chance, to tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom? Mel Gibson. Yo, what's going on guys? Episode 33 of Royale with Cheese bringing you Braveheart on the 25th anniversary and we're going to throw in the sequel, Outlaw King. I'm excited. I mean, Mel Gibson directed and acted by him. Yeah. I I mean, mean, this was probably... For the ladies, obviously, this was probably Mel Gibson's best-looking role. Ooh, Mad Max. This is like 45-year-old Mel Gibson over here. Yeah, but, (laughs) I mean, no one's out here watching Mad Max. Road to Fury. No one's watching watching Mad Max. Everyone's watching Road to Fury. This dude. Have you seen all the Mad Maxes? No. Doesn't matter. You're making a statement on a classic movie, man. Yeah, I am making a universal statement, which you're never supposed to do. But I did. Uh, I mean, okay, Braveheart comes in basically at three hours, two hours and 58 minutes. I mean, it's it's a long movie. Uh, It obviously came out in 1995. Uh, The plot summary is... When his secret bride, William Wallace, is executed for assaulting an English soldier who tried to rape her, William Wallace begins a revolution against King Edward I of England, otherwise known as Longshanks. Yeah, I I mean, for war movies, I really like this one. And I have a couple things that uh, we'll discuss later about it Yeah, that are pretty interesting, but... I personally think this was very well casted. I think Mel Gibson hits it on the nose. Now, granted, I'm not the best uh, person to say which voice is best. But, I mean, this did well critically. At least it got about 70 meta score, 69. Um, It wasn't, okay, it, it was historically accurate. To a small, small, small. Yeah, small that's why I say this movie is virtually besides like William Wallace and the fight for freedom. But that's probably as far as it goes. It also swept the stakes in the Oscars. It won like five or six Oscars. Uh, it won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Cinematography, Signata- Best Effects, Sound Effects, Editing. Best Makeup, and then it was also nominated for Best Writing Screenplay, written directly from the screen, Best Costume Design, Best Sound. Um, best so I think those were just nominees. 
Yeah, I said the, I said nominees. Oh, so I, I said, said I said, won, I said I no, no. Say, I said smokes. it won five. I listed off the Let's five. Say Forrest Gump. And then I said these are some of the nominations. No, yeah. it won. It won best uh, picture. No, it did not. Yes, it did. Oscar winner for ninety five. So it says ninety six. This is in the ninety six Academy. Wasn't it? Did this movie come out in ninety five? This is in the night. I don't know, but it was in the ninety six Academy. You're right. It did win. My mistake. Yeah. I questioned you. Don't ever. Uh, I just remember. I thought it was ninety five, so I thought it was swept by. Um, no. Wait, this is not the twenty fifth anniversary. Wait, technically. Oh. Is, know it, what? It, it's because... categorized as a ninety five movie, but it's in the ninety six yes, Oscars. Gotcha. So, anyways, back to what I was saying. It won five Oscars, and then it was also nominated for. Five more Oscars, which is honestly really good. But then yeah. again, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think this is kind of a fan favorite, kind of along the same lines as Gladiator. I think it's like an enjoyable watch, and a lot of people like it because it's not too heavy on anything. It's just kind of a fun war movie with a little bit of romance spiced in there. Well, as I said before, I don't. The historical accuracy of this movie is um, pretty much slim to none, but hey. It makes a fun three-hour movie. I I felt like the pacing was good. Yeah. Seth disagreed a little bit on it, but uh, I mean, it's just three hours. Like sometimes it's hard. I think Lord of the Rings is one of the few that does three but hours well. I think this did well because it kind of. I think this movie's unique though, because of how it doesn't necessarily end on a like. It doesn't necessarily end on a happy note, you know? Like yeah. it actually ends basically in a, a defeat. But spins it in a good light, you know? Sure. No, I like the ending. That's all I'm saying. But uh, you did mention about how it historically inaccurate it was, which I did in the beginning. Yeah. But I guess, you know, let's start on a high note, and I'll go into how historically inaccurate this was. Well, apparently back in that time and in Scotland, in uh, William Wallace's place, yeah, they time. never, ever wore kilts. I did not know that. They did not. Even though they were worn all through the movie, William Wallace's, like, group, I guess, never wore kilts. They wore throughs. No idea what that is. I have no no (laughs) idea either. But it says, apparently, they never wore kilts. And then also, when he's walking down to be executed, they're all throwing tomatoes at him. Apparently, tomatoes weren't introduced to England or Europe until the early 16th century, which is over 200 years after Wallace's death, which isn't like a big yeah. nitpick, but it's just kind of like a funny nitpick. Cause, mm-hmm. I mean, I get the kilts. Honestly, I yeah, get they're the trying kilts. to show them as they're Scots, you know. It's- I, and I think it makes sense, like, even though it's a stereotype. I think it's a well-done stereotype. Yeah, it's and, a really way to, like, distinguish them yeah, from other... Yeah, and it gives them... I mean, besides their voice, let's be honest. That's true. It yeah. also gives them a... Uh, a image, I guess. Yeah, Mel Gibson, um, he obviously has a hard time playing an Australian. Because <laughs> in all of his famous movies, he's never Australian. Oh, Mad Max, I guess, technically. Yeah, he is. But I was going to say, like, he plays in, uh, obviously, Braveheart. He's a Sc- Scottish... Um, and Patriot, he's, uh, American, I mean, or technically English, I mean. So apparently also another, in in the scene with the magistrate and he's rolling down the hill, he had blue jeans on. Really? Yeah, and what I was reading on it, apparently it was really noticeable. I didn't notice it, so. Uh, Yeah, I honestly didn't notice that either. I mean, I might have, but I, I don't know. I think it was underneath his black chainmail is the thing. Oh. He had chainmail on, Gotcha. Really doesn't like. Yeah, I didn't even notice it. Also, though, I did like there was some comic relief, which yeah. I felt like movies. I'd say almost till recently, really don't didn't really incorporate comic relief as much. If it was a serious movie, it was a serious movie. There might be one or two lines, but it's not that big. But the opening battle scene when they're all <laughs> flashing the other guys, yeah, that's and the op- so yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, they're taunting him. Yeah, uh, Mel Gibson, you know, he obviously is didn't even really want to play the William Wallace because of his age, you know, and then obviously we know from the last episode from Gladiator, he didn't want to play Gladiator Maximus because he felt like he's too old, and this movie is five years prior to that. So, I mean, I think that's the weakest point for this movie is his age, and it's not his age because 
he can't pull off William Wallace and like fight in the battles, but they have like a whole love sequence throughout the movie or throughout at least half of it. And it just, it just does not sit right. I'm not saying she's like 15, but like, it just doesn't feel right the way he's like playful and runs off to the forest. Like, I mean, he's like a grown man. All right, come on. Time to grow up, pay your insurance bills, you know, kind of thing. Like it just does not feel. And in Mel Gibson's defense, he even said this, but they're like, "Hey, man, you want money? Do, you got you got to be the main guy." So, I mean, props to Mel Gibson. I mean, I feel like Mel Gibson, besides his anti-Semitic behavior <laughs> after the fact, is just such a likable person on screen. I'd agree, and he plays that William Wallace role so well, like so believable, and like he's just like I don't know. I just got kind of a soft spot for Mel Gibson, like seeing him on screen. Like right. I love him in the Patriot. I love our Patriot, and I love him in this. Like I agree. Now, I have a question for you. Yeah. Is he a better director or actor? Now, I think you're going to say actor, but the only defense I'd say for director is he only has seven things he's ever directed, ever. But the only big ones is like Hacksaw Ridge, Passion of Christ, and Brave. Well, his, yeah, his big ones the Man are Without a Face. Really big. That's what I'm saying. So those are really the only. He also had one in 2006. Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah, Apocalypse. That's a really. It's a pretty big movie. So. Is he a better director or actor? And I think that's a very interesting question. Because he has such a small role in directing that they're and they're such good movies, or at least well done movies. Yeah, no, no Braveheart for sure is extremely well but done. But he I mean, won, that, won so it. I think you'd have to cancel that one out. Because I'd say his acting um, is probably just as good as his directing. In that well, movie. this is what I'll say. I, I, I don't think he has like a. He's not a very stylized director. I mean, whether you're watching The Passion or you're watching... Um, it's definitely gore. Braveheart. <laughs> or action. But I'm just saying, is like, he doesn't necessarily have a, uh, like a hyper-stylized thing. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's like... I don't know. I, I enjoy his movies, I'll say. Like, I always enjoy his movies. I like I like pretty much all of them. Uh, but to sit there and, like, I, I wouldn't put him in my elite category of directors. But I, I will say, I think... Oh, that's a tough one. I I think it could go either way, honestly. I I don't know. Does he make the movie? Like, is he like, is he like a? Well, see, I just the weakest part of this is is he like a Daniel Day Lewis, a modern days, but not in the sense of like how great Daniel Day Lewis is. But if Daniel Day Lewis is in a movie, everyone's like, I'm gonna watch it. Oh, Brad Pitt. I'd actually say Brad Pitt would be a better example. I feel like a lot like of people a, will watch a Brad Pitt movie because he's in it. Or like a Tom Cruise, I think. Is even well, yeah, better. or even a Leonardo. Um, Would he be like a early Tom Cruise? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard because uh, when he was making movies, we really weren't like old enough to really... Like, I mean, like his big ones, obviously. Like yeah, Braveheart. but a lot of them are really well known. Even Lethal Weapon. Yeah, but that's my whole point. Is like we didn't live through that time, so it's like hard for me to sit there and say like, I I mean he's a big name in Hollywood. There's no doubt, and I think he is pretty wise on his choices. Now, obviously, like Passion of the Christ is a real controversial film, and that's whatever. And he's a pretty controversial guy himself with his statements. But um, I don't know. Yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, I I think he's more. He's more of a Tom Cruise than he is um, Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, for sure. So I think he's more of a movie star than he is, like... I mean, no one can be compared to Daniel Day-Lewis, except for, like, I think like I think you could go Joaquin Phoenix would be kind of close. Yeah, well, the reason is because virtually Mel Gibson in Patriot and this movie, he plays virtually the same person. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, I mean, there's no doubt. So I, like, that's what I'm saying. He's more like a Tom Cruise. Like, Tom Cruise is, I mean, eh. But I, you know what I was just the thinking. Same person, no matter what. He really does almost have the same accent in Patriot as in uh, Braveheart. The only difference is the Braveheart's a lot more drawn. I mean, virtually the Patriot is just his natural I'd love Australian. A, I'd love a side by side comparison because I mean they're virtually the same movie. Realistically, I mean, think about it. I mean, one he has his hair let loose, and the other one he has <laughs> his a hair little, in ponytail. Like, I mean, it's virtually the same movie. I mean, he's fighting for freedom. Someone in his family, like, or his loved ones, die, which spurs him into action to lead a revolt. I mean, it's virtually the same movie. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. And they're both about three hours long. 
I mean, I, I think nothing to take away from it. This is a great movie. I mean, great action scenes. Uh, great speech when he's around. Freedom! Yeah, I think that's great. I think the character development in this is pretty good. Yeah, I at I, least on some of them. I just think it's a little cringy him and his wife, but I mean, I'd agree. But I mean, I think I think the action scenes in this are phenomenal. Personally, like I, agree. I, I, I at least the bat the big battle scenes. I'm gonna say I like them better than Gladiator. I, I would say I would say I like it better than Gladiator. The, the most fighting. unbelievable scene. Happens in Gladiator 2 is he picks up the sword and chucks it and stabs somebody. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, dude. But let's be real. This is William Wallace. He's a legend. Or man. like he has nunchucks and he's just killing people. Oh, yeah. Okay. I definitely thought that was kind of weird. I was like, okay. That just wait. didn't make any I was sense. Like, was Jackie Chan popping out? How does he have like, nunchucks? Yeah, no. I mean, but I. I do like that they what they showed and how the big fight scenes like they showed arms getting hacked off and everything and like oh really well done yeah I I think they were just like bloody and gory enough where they weren't like disturbing but like you got a good feeling of what was happening and, also like, I don't know much about the Scots I mean yeah I know history but I don't like dive into the Scots history but yeah. they almost played them out to be in my viewpoint like almost Vikings and esque like. Well, yeah, that they, tough of I, got men, and I believe men were like really tough back then in the sense of like, I mean, you had to cut. You're obviously not putting neosporin on it. You're gonna have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I mean, out, I think I think a lot of those scenes were just played out for more like. That's what I was gonna viewing say. Viewing pleasure more than anything else. Yeah, I mean, um, I think you did get creative with the rock throwing. I don't know how accurate that was. I mean, yeah, the the wedding game. No, no. Like I think that was a really creative by the writers or him. Well, I think that's like their history and stuff. But um what I was going to say is that the um Oh wait, did you like the king's king or the king's son? Longshank's son? Yeah, in this one. Are you talking about Robert the Bruce in this one? English, the English king, Longshanks, son. the son who is... Okay, oh yeah, I get, I'll ask, actually, I'll scratch that. I'll ask that after the second movie. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to compare them. And yeah, say I was, gonna, yeah, I was just about to say, I was like... That's what no, I was going to ask, I mean, but we'll wait till after the yeah. second one. Um, I mean, this movie's pretty much shot on location, and the one thing I f- did like about it, even though it might not be historically accurate, like, I like how the battle scenes really just felt like about maybe a thousand guys. And I think that's more realistic. I mean, I don't think they had these gigantic 20,000 people armies to fight, you know? Like, it felt more, I don't know, it just felt more real. And, um, like I said, I, I think my second favorite person is obviously the crazy Irishman who comes over. And I'm not going to lie, that whole scene where the Irish come over onto the side of the Scots didn't really understand I mean, he just said, ah, I own that island, but hey, whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I, I actually really enjoyed this movie. I yeah. enjoyed the action. I mean. Now, now, let me ask you, did you notice something pretty crazy? What? This movie didn't have any opening credits besides the title. No. Is it? I mean. <clears throat> like, no credits at all besides the title. In the beginning, you mean opening credits? Yeah, like 21st century. I mean, I feel like just had the title. Uh, I mean, I have to think about it, but I think more more modern movies have really gone away. I mean, you got the 1950s where, like, in the 30s and 40s where they virtually just, like, put the whole, like, everyone in the beginning. The opening credits scene went on for, like, five minutes. And this movie, yeah, it really kind of goes away from that, I guess. I mean. All right. The number one quote. By obviously the viewers liked it. Yeah, is by William Wallace in this movie. Every man dies, not every man really lives. I think that's a pretty good quote. Well, yeah, this movie's virtually. Oh, it does. That's a good thing. It has a ton of good quotes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's super quotable. 
uh, in your yearbook quotes as a senior, you know, you always put them, uh, but no, this, I feel like this movie, like, really hones in on, like, the individual liberties and rights, because, like, that's William Wallace in this movie, he just kind of wants to have his own farm and live peacefully, you know, he doesn't want people breathing on his neck the whole time, he doesn't even really want to be the king, he just kind of wants, hey man, I just want to live my life, I want everyone to, and the, the kind of funny thing is, is, like, um, this kind of line of thinking, I mean, I think it's inerrant in all humans, but this, like, I guess political philosophy really doesn't come around until, like, the 18th century, kind of. Yeah. I mean, sure. so, I mean, you, you got some, but it's this kind of, like, I mean, that's a little nitpick, but. All right, I got I got something funny for you okay. before we give what our thing is. Okay. So, when asked by a local why the Battle of Stirling, Stirling Bridge was filmed in an open plain. Mel Gibson answered, The bridge got in the way. Ah, the local answered. That's what the English found. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I thought it was pretty uh, funny. That was too. pretty good. I just wonder how that quote all came about, but that that was pretty, like, an F you yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah, the yeah. English. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Listen, listen. Are you taking William Wallace or Maximus? Hand-to-hand combat, 1v1. Maximus. Ooh. Maximus is a gladiator. He's trained in single man fighting. Okay, all right. Correct. And he's... Well, he's technically not a gladiator. I mean, he had, like, and, five gladiator fights. And I mean, he's not like he's a, way better trained than Mel Gibson. Okay. Or William Wallace. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Agreed. Agreed. Because, he one, he's a general. Agreed, but listen to this. William no argument's going to change William this. Wallace is, like, at least seven inches taller than him. I don't care. Seven inches taller. Bigger sword, and has this like. Uh, it's probably slower. Okay, okay, but okay, but but William. The difference is where both of them ex- like. Both of them stood out is they were great leaders, right? Yeah, and great fighters. But the difference is I think William Wallace was a lot better leader than he was a fighter. Where in Gladiator, well, I mean, he still had to be a good fighter. He survived like countless battles. I mean, I know, but I'm saying where in Gladiator, Maximus was, if not a better fighter than a leader, even though he was a great leader. Okay, but just off the movie, Maximus would win. He got stabbed with a poison sword and still killed Bro, somebody. All I'm saying is William Wallace. William Wallace okay, got but, captured and died. But, dude, he uses that long sword he has in the movie. Like, how how is Maximus blocking that with his short the sword? The most useless. Thing. How is he blocking it with his short if sword, he, though? Okay, if he literally dodges one That sword's hit. like 50 pounds, though. If he literally dodges one hit, he has to dodge. He's he can't. Dead. He can't parry it though. That's and that's probably the dullest sword ever. He's sticking in the ground Bro, multiple times. Who cares? You know how dull that makes a blade. But listen, I think I think in a fight, no, he would lose. William 100%. Wallace is one going one, to be listen. William Wallace, William Wallace is going to have more like umph and like pride behind what he does, and more ferocity. No. Maximus would be. He's him. like listen. Maximus. Listen, if they fought ten times out of ten, Maximus would win Maximus, ten times out of ten. Maximus, listen, listen. <laughs> Maximus is the eighty-nine Showtime Lakers. No, William Wallace is the nineteen eighty-nine Bad I, Boys. I got no. I got hundred percent. Got something better for you. Maximus is Seal Team Six. <laughs> William Wallace is a Dirty Ranger. Amen. Okay. All right. I guess we decide. William Wallace wins that. <laughs> Maximus. I guess, win I guess we decide. hundred percent of the time, every single time, every single time. Listen, listen. I give. I give. You you put your listen, best six listen, Rangers. I'm a bang army man. Rangers. I'm, I'm not okay. Why, I'm not taking anything away from Rangers. But you put your best what six army Rangers against SEAL Team Six, they would annihilate them. I mean, it depends on what they're doing. Just like hand to hand, straight up, where it has to be like tactics. Like, what are we talking about? Like, Anything? Nah, nah literally shooting a but gun. Listen, and sh- shooting a gun. I mean, that's so subjective. Like, what if there's this a good shot? Like, that, no, that's a, see, they're that's really trained. trained to have better shots than anyone. Yeah, but uh, you missed my point. But this is a, why, why are we getting into this conversation? What I'm saying is, because my point is, you're literally comparing a Roman general that's supposed to be the best at fighting. Okay, to really good. somebody that grew up on a farm, obviously no, no, trained no, 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 no. to he was fight, definitely trained, trained to fight, but not like a general. Or but Roman. William Wallace 
is fighting for his freedom. What is Maximus fighting from? For his dead wife. His freedom. His dead wife. Okay, what's more of a They drive? both have dead wives, but no, William Wallace it also matter. has it freedom. Your motive isn't what wins a battle. Ooh, 89 bad boys. No. 89 bad boys. Yeah, because they were dirty. Hey, hey, agree to disagree. There's a difference. Exactly. You think Mel Gibson's fighting... You think Mel Gibson's fighting fair, man? You think Maximus is fighting fair? Yes. He's no. a man of, of character. He'd still beat him. Garbage. I don't care. All okay, right. I, wait, wait, wait. Which is the better movie? We'll do that after we do the second one. No, I'm not comparing Outlaw King and Braveheart. I'm comparing Braveheart and Gladiator. I think I gave him the same rating. Okay. I like I I personally like Braveheart better. I think I once again I think Gladiator's good. It's just um I some, like Gladiator a lot. I mean, the same reason I like Patriot. I just it's a kind of like a comfort watch almost, you know. Yep. What would you give it? I give it 9 10. Same. Um, I guess moving on, Outlaw King. Now, the one distinction you should know between Outlaw King and Braveheart is they paint uh, Robert the Bruce in Braveheart as really kind of this scummy dude. Well, yeah, I mean, in the end... I mean, because he betrays him, basically. He kind of has a redemption arc at the very, very end. But still. The the Scots hate his betrayal in Braveheart. And in the Outlaw King, he's actually portrayed... The complete opposite. He's almost portrayed. Well, he's basically portrayed as a William Wallace. If he's portrayed, cl- I think, closer to um how he was at least seen in the legends. You know. Yeah. This now this actually movie got a lot of hate from actually a ton of people. So you think it had a lot of hate? I feel like a I lot, heard a lot of hate. From I don't it. know about. I don't know. If hate would be the right word. I think this movie got a lot of just eh. You know. It did like ten roars medic medic or critically. 59. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. That's, what, that's what I'm saying. I feel, like, I feel like no one was, like, deeply offended by this Well, movie, if you don't know what rather this is about. they just didn't care. It's like, a Netflix original. Yeah, it's a Netflix original, and it's basically the same thing as Braveheart, just led by Robert the Bruce. So yeah. he's fighting a revolution against the English. But he, instead of William Wallace, Robert the Bruce is actually the king of Scotland. Like, well, because he, well, even in Braveheart, he kind of was. I mean, well, this is after the fact. This is after the fact of Braveheart. And obviously, Robert the Bruce, he's some sort of kind of royalty or nor- noble of some sort. Okay. Like, t- even in Braveheart. So, I think this is one of Chris Pine's better acted movies from Chris Pine. I mean, I'm not saying it's phenomenal. I'm yeah, just saying I agree Chris with Pine you. himself was better acting. I think he plays a good, like, ravaged, kind of down-on-his-luck dude. Like, he doesn't... He's never, like, seen in a glorified look. Like, he never... I agree. ...looks like he's, like, a king, you know, in a way. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's not, like, clean-shaving. I mean, I agree. his hair's a mess and everything. I think it's a little bit more realistic of how it would have been. And since this was done by Netflix, really good shots. Like, when I mean, like, scenery background. Ah, see, see, this is what I was going to disagree on. But I think Braveheart I'm not was saying shot one was better. W- I'm just saying it was well done. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I think it's well done. I wouldn't say it's great. Okay. Technically. I, I, technical I agree. Well done. But also, I'd say <laughs> I felt like it was the same movie in a sense. The same exact movie. Well. Like, they had the one dude that was crazy in both movies. That's true. That's true. Literally felt the same. Also, I also felt like this was Netflix movie where they tried to become HBO, but then they were like, this didn't work and went back. Yeah, this had some, like, for sure Game of Thrones kind of vibes to it. And obviously 2018 is, like, peak Game of Thrones interest. So I'm sure they developed this movie with that in mind, you know? Um, yeah, so that's right. I mean, it just, obviously, this follows a lot. Of the same vein of Braveheart. I mean, it should. It happens, like, right after William Wallace's death. Um, yeah, I I bet you didn't know. Uh, so, Robert the Bruce, actually, in this movie, or in this timeline, should have been actually, like, 20, maybe 30. Yeah. But they tried making him older, obviously. Yeah. Which is interesting, because that means in Braveheart, he was... Probably early teens. Like, 
15, Yeah, 16. I mean, they didn't live that long either. So, yeah, if, for them to live this epic life, they'd have to start early. Um, I think I think this movie, though, the one thing it does good is that its um, war scenes are almost on par with Braveheart. I think a lot of the action scenes are pretty well done. And I think it's cool because it obviously it kind of falls in the same vein. And um, but I, I mean I don't I this movie did get a lot of like below average to average film, and I I thought this movie was better than that. I just I agree. Um, I liked it. I yeah, mean, like you said, Chris Pine I think does good in it. I mean, obviously, and then you got Florence Pugh, which I don't know her whole filmography, but this feels like a, a start almost. Yeah, I, I am going to say right now it's not. Yeah, I, yeah. But, I mean, obviously this last year has been, 2019 has been super big for her, being Little Women and in Midsummer, and she just knocked out of the park. And this, I think she's pretty good, too. Like, I'm not going to even sleep on her in this. I mean, obviously I think her portrayal in Little Women and in Braveheart I mean, and in uh, Midsummer is better, but... I, I would say I felt more attached to the characters in this than Braveheart. Like... I felt more of the emotion when she gets locked up in the cage. I'm like, I, they do they dang. do do a good job. I agree with, with you. the king and this. I feel like the king and the sons, long shank. You talking yeah, about yeah, the long shanks. They Not they long were shanks, long or, shank. yeah, they were a lot better done in my opinion. Like I I just like it because character Baratheon is yeah uh, yeah. But long even shank. the son, like yeah, the son feels. Yeah, go into the it. The sun just feels better. I mean, is what go, I'd I mean, say. I mean, in the first one, Braveheart, the sun was like played a weak. He um, yeah, he's he, didn't really care about stuff. Kind of listened off to that his. He's sig- a homosexual, and he's like never fought basically a day in his life. He's a little pansy. He's, he's a huge disappointment to his father, and only plays all, only does what his significant other does. Yeah, and I mean, in this one. They don't. I don't even think they allude to it at all. And he's more of a warrior in this one. Like he's trying to find, seek his father's approval. And um, I mean, I it's an enjoyable watch. I mean, I don't want to sit here and crap on it because I don't think it deserves it. I mean, all the. I mean, reading some of the critics on this movie and what they thought about it. I mean, I I don't know. It's. I do agree, though, that Florence Pugh and Chris Pine's relationship in this is, I think, was pretty good, pretty well played out. I mean, it might be a little bit too much played out for what this movie is. Yeah, but I thought they do a good job of showing that they actually are like in love with each other and like how well, it all happened. It's more of they understand it. They understand the marriage system. Like, obviously, back then you really didn't find your wife, and that was more of like a truce or a. I mean, I th- I feel like the biggest flaw this movie has is that its plot is almost too simple. Like, there's not much going on. Like, throughout the movie, like, Braveheart just feels a little bit more deeper, you know, in the sense of, like, you get what William Wallace is trying to go for and what he's trying to get and succeed. And, and you get that from Montlock King because it feels a little more vague. It feels like, I don't know, there it just doesn't feel as deep. As Braveheart. I'm not saying Braveheart is some deep movie we have to examine for years to come. I'm just saying, like, yeah. Outlaw King feels more surface level, I guess is the best way of putting it. It feels like Braveheart, but surface level. I would definitely say if you like Braveheart, you should watch this. I mean, it's good. Yeah, for sure. It, I, it's, it's two it it's shorter. Two hours. And I mean, I love that. I think, I definitely think the love or the romance I mean, in it We is might played. be biased because we love Florence Pugh, but. No, but I'm just saying I think it was played out better. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean I guess I guess I'll just spit some straight facts, you know, like I was doing about the other one. So apparently this was obviously played in the Toronto International Film Festival. Yep, TIFF, yep. What was and it twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen? Uh, it doesn't matter. But twenty minutes of it the director cut out after it. And it was actually a full battle scene. That's crazy. Yeah, and because people weren't like, weren't yeah, into I it. guess. And also, like the first nine minutes of this movie was like uh, nineteen seventeen uh, straight. Cut. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty cool. I, I think there's an art behind straight cut, but I think if you're, I think no just cut. like, and I think I just like anything else, and I know you agree with me. 
if you run on one single thing about your movie, it's not a good movie. Well, it's not just that. It's like how if you're going to use a gimmick, how is it going to make the movie better? Like why why use it if it doesn't make it portray something that you want to portray? Cuz like just doing a a long take for the sake of doing a long take is just kind of pointless. Like that's what all I'm saying. I mean, the first cut of this film was four hours long. Yeah, but that's like the same thing. Okay, with the Snyder cut, his cut was four and a half hours long. I mean, I think Blade Runner. I mean, I, all these movies, the, the first cut is like. I just don't understand. Like, okay, is this like a makeshift? Like, yeah, we had four hours of footage, but like realistically, they were only even considering three. Well, I think a lot of times they see, they shoot extra scenes and stuff. And like yeah, th- so they're just taking in everything is my point. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. They, like, they, so that's just dumb. Yeah, basically, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not true, like, movie. Like, you couldn't sit... It would be unwatchable to sit there and watch four hours of this, is what I'm saying. Like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't probably make much sense. And it'd probably just have a lot of useless dialogue, maybe, and... Yeah. So on and so forth. I did like... I did like how the king and the son really hate like so obviously they hated each other in the first one. Yes. But in the second yes. one the hate actually seemed real. Like, yeah, and showing him as a little bit more of an alpha, I think it was a good choice. I agree. Because oh. it would especially cuz the ending wouldn't make any sense. But I will say this, listen. Robert the Bruce is one of the most alpha names out there. I, I agree, mean, bro. Robert the Bruce, dude. That, I mean, what the heck? I mean, man? William Wallace is, is William like Wallace is okay, cool, but, but like, Robert the Bruce, like, like, it doesn't make the, any sense to me. Wh- why are you saying the Bruce? Like, it doesn't make any the, sense. That's what I'm saying because Bruce is a name, but obviously it means something that I don't know about. But hey, man, yeah, Robert the Bruce, alpha name. You have to be this one of the best people and in Scottish lore. He's like actually a true hero. So I mean. Yeah, well, the most liked quote in this movie was obviously by Robert Bruce. And it's, you could fight for God or country or family. I don't care, so long as you fight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good point. Like when, Kind of a Braveheart vibes, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, when you're going to battle, you just need men. Like, even if they're just standing there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quick question about Braveheart. Does Braveheart fit in the top five most libertarian movies of all time? I mean, yes. No. I mean... <laughs> You're peeing I would have to go head. off my list because I think... I think the Patriots probably up there. Patriot for sure. I um, mean, there's a lot of Westerns you can stick in there too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I can't... I, I, from what I'm thinking right now, yes, but, like, from... I don't really know if that makes sense. Yeah. But I'd say yes. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with it. I think I would say yes, too. I mean... All right. Now, here's my question. Is this an underrated Netflix special? Originally, yeah. I, yeah, original. I think it is. I really do. I, I mean, think, I'm trying to think the best ones. I mean, you got stuff like they've better marriage TV story. Shows, I think. You have yeah, uh, Irishman. Irishman. Here, let me look up. Yeah, I feel yeah. like Netflix. I don't know. I, they're obviously getting better as years go on. So I guess it's only two years old, but um, a lot of the original. I mean, they they pump out so much content. So it's like, well, they just put money into it. Well, I'm just saying they like. They're pumping out new movies constantly, like Spike Lee's new movie coming out on June 12th. I mean, they're constantly going for that. But they're also putting out a lot of garbage, like rom-coms and stuff like that, too. So Bright. Most oh, yeah, obviously that's ever. number one. Um, no. I mean, they put out War Machine with uh, Brad Pitt. Never even heard of that. What the heck? It's called War Machine. It's Literally it's, it's okay. I mean, how have I not heard about this? I I just actually recently watched it. it came out I think 2017 too. Well, that's kind of or 18. For but I was just I don't, I don't know. I was kind of like, obviously it has its place, but I'm gonna make a bold statement. Outlaw King is top five Netflix original movies. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say I'm just gonna say it. 
I'm looking through them right now, and I'm not seeing anything good. I mean, yeah, you got Irishman, obviously, Mirror Story, but, um, I mean... I mean, granted, a lot of these I haven't seen. Yeah, but, I mean, I can pretty much... If it hasn't hit my radar, like, even watch list, that means it's probably... I'm just going to say, probably not that good. Yeah, I I mean... Because generally, I mean... Generally, if it has any like significance or anything, it's on my watch list at least. If I, I mean, seen it, it has, it definitely has better quality like original TV shows than movies. I think I'd agree. I mean, they got some hit series, but now that the band is, or let's let's say what our rating is, and then we'll go into other stuff. Okay, I give this an eight out of ten. I gave it a seven. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I mean, obviously I had problems with it, but I was like, oh, I was, I seriously was like, I'll watch this movie again. Like, yeah, you should watch it. It's, it's very good. I, there's nothing in it that I would just totally avoid. Now, with this band being lifted at least to Michigan temporarily, and they just opened up a drive-in, which I actually have something crazy for you. The drive-in theater closest to us, yeah, actually did open. A couple weeks ago. Oh, for real? I thought yeah. on Facebook Actually, no, no. they were close. It was, it was more than a couple weeks ago. I think it was like, yeah. It was probably about three weeks ago. That's it opened. It. Just listen. It opened, and so many people were so hype about it, it was packed all the way out on 4th Street. Yeah. They shut it down. Really? Yeah. So That's so stupid. Because everyone was like, let's go see it. Let's go see, and they are like, nope. Well, I, mean, I think there was regulations put on it, like in even drive-in movies. Oh, yeah, open. I mean, concessions probably Because the new one built, they are not even allowed to open till I think, another week. I think it's longer than that, because in Michigan, I don't think... So my point is, after all this hard work of them building a new drive-in theater in, what is it, Oak Park? No, no, no. It's, the new one's going to be way up in uh, Oakland County. I, I think it's going to be by Somerset Collection. All right, well, after them doing all that... They can't even open yet. Yeah, I don't. They literally not gonna. I'm not gonna see you're gonna get political, but I mean, obviously, like driving, you're in your own car, and as you just said, like these drive-ins would be making bank. Like I know some are. Like, I mean, this would be the best time. I mean, things are opening. This is a question. Do you think Tenant is actually gonna be released July 17th? Depends on how many theaters are open. I know that's a big thing because because the, there's states that e- movie theaters are even open now. But but the big thing is Michigan's New York, not going to be open forever. New York and LA are the big ones because if New York and LA aren't open, I don't think they'll be open. And the whole state of Michigan is not going to be open theaters. theaters. Well, yeah. And do you th- actually think they're going to open though? Tenant up if you can only do twenty five percent capacity. I don't know. All I'm saying is I don't know what needs to be done. But with everything I'm seeing, not going to get conspiracy theory, but I am. I think the corona is kind of a hoax in this sense. I mean, people have been in large crowds, no mask on, and there's been no spread. I so, mean, there's a slight little bump, but yeah. Yeah, it's but not, all it's I'm not, saying not overrunning the is if we're looking at these numbers, or at least just like viewing it, why can't theaters be open? Even circulate air. It's at your own risk you're going in there. That's what I feel, too. I'm like... it, But uh, the the thing is, I guess, it's a liability question. I think you'd have to, like... If they made it, you, when you bought your tickets, you had to, like, sign, like, a waiver that's saying, like, I will not sue if I contract it in your theater. Like, how could they ever prove it? Well, that's my... That's what my whole... Th- the only... Listen, that's why I truly believe the only reason theaters aren't open besides if, if they could open right now. The only reason they want it open is because of the liability issues. Well, which one went? Uh, I mean, there are th- bankruptcy. The biggest one. What is it called? Uh, Michigan. No, no, the biggest theater. Oh, AMC. AMC, the biggest movie theater, theater company ever, yeah. filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. And I thought they were doing the best out of all of them, but this is my whole point behind they need to open up theaters. Yeah. Is I tweeted out too. I mean. There is just certain movies that aren't good. I mean, they're good at home, but 
nothing in comparison well, to theaters. Yeah, and the thing is, like, is like, not even close. Like Lord of the Rings, I think you'll even agree, ten times better. Yeah, than well, this is the thing is what I'm saying though. Like, most people don't have a 65 inch 4K TV with surround sound. I mean, even at that. But I'm saying like a big you, screen or a projector. Is yeah, agreed. But what I'm saying is like, like, yeah. Most people, because like I've hear, heard a lot of people that um, the the I know one person in particular, not doesn't care if theaters open and wants everything released VOD, because he's like I have a sweet I have a sweet setup at my home. Why am I gonna pay to go? And what's the theater? majority of people that do that? That's what I'm saying. That's my whole point. Is like majority of people don't have access to gigantic theaters, or but like, also or gigantic home theaters. Theaters are still cheaper than VOD. So, I mean, I guess if this obviously this guy got the money because he's, but no, has, but time on time we're kind of lucky too because like in some states, you are paying almost twenty dollars for a ticket. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. But I mean, I guess that's my point. I'm hoping theaters open up because that is a. I think that's a big hit to the movie industry. Oh, for sure. And I think if, I think if it. They close down or start closing down. I think we're gonna have to make a movie website because so people because that's gonna be like honestly, if theaters close down, that's gonna be the next big thing. Like I know streaming services are already going up, but well, things Netflix, like VOD will spike. Netflix or just VOD. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Netflix just bought a theater themselves. Not like a chain, but they bought one theater. And, and I'm wondering how smart. it's going to turn out. I haven't read any new updates. But I think it would be cool if um, you show you have a Netflix subscription and you can go in for free. Yeah, but there's no way they would do that. Why? Unless they raise the Netflix I truly believe the only reason they're doing this theater is so that they can get more Oscar buzz. Because there's like, you know, the requirements. Like it's a show in LA and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, but would you, would you allow, I guess like the stipulations, would you only allow to see that movie once? Um. Oh yeah, that's a good question. I think that'd be the only reasonable thing. Maybe one ticket a day. That'd make more sense. Like, kind of movie pass. No, I'd just say you can only see that movie once. I don't care how many movies you see. Eh. You can only see that movie once. I mean, because it really wouldn't be that bad. Because, like, if you think about it, uh, yeah, they're releasing a lot of movies, but only, let's say, you only want to see a handful of them. Yeah, maybe that opening day, they're going to have to turn people away. It's gonna be so packed, but I mean, like the day after, what are they gonna show? I mean, yeah, I mean, they could because I, I don't think uh, other movie studios are gonna give them their movies to sh- they'll play at their theaters. I mean, they're pretty I mean, much some might. I highly doubt, dude. Netflix is hated by the movie industry. I agree, but I, I mean, I like Netflix a lot. I think, still think it's the, the best streaming. Service. I mean, I think, I think they just are because they were so early on and they did so well. I think it's just kind of known. They're like the Google of streaming services i mean they're just like what you do I mean, and hbo max has come out if you guys haven't seen which HBO is max basically just a better hbo go i don't well, know why they yeah. couldn't just if you have i don't know why they couldn't just add to hbo go it's actually technically i think it's, the way i understand it is it's technically hbo now and that's hbo go goes along with that and it's like it just depends on if you have like a Dish Network and a subscription. Like, don't, I don't really yeah. understand it. But, well, all I was going to say is yeah. I was trying to watch it the other day, and it kept, like, messing up. Really? Yeah. Uh, I was watching HBO Max, and uh, it's a little more expensive than, I think, most streaming services. I think a lot of people Netflix are is, like, the most. Actually, no, no, she, it's, if it's, you're going with anything, Prime is technically the most. <laughs> no. I mean, can you just buy Prime? No, but what I'm saying is, like, Prime's 60 bucks a year. Yeah, for students, it's a hundred bucks. Still, that's that's still way cheaper. Uh, yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah, <laughs> even you plus you get a lot of, a lot of other stuff too. So. Yeah, that's true. But I was just yeah. saying. Also, HBO, Prime is the most confusing. But go ahead. Yeah, the the user interface is not nearly as good as Netflix, in my opinion. I think Netflix blows every other mm. user face out of the water. Yeah, HBO Max, I like it. A lot of people are pissed that there's not like a 4K option or Ultra HD, which, whatever. But also, did they steal Disney Plus's interface? Because they look very similar. You know how and Disney Plus, when you go on and then yes, they have the little yeah, yeah. boxes for Pixar, Star yep. Wars, all that, 
HBO Go is the same thing. H- DC yep. Max. Uh, yeah. I mean, the I honestly though, I think they're super smart for acquiring the rights to uh, the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Because the thing about that, up the wazoo for that. I think I think it will be worth it. I think that a lot movie, of people will get it for at least. It, I think a lot of people will get Max for at least one month. When that's that what's comes what I'm saying because that movie has so much internet buzz. And don't get me wrong, I think it's going to suck equally or might be slightly better than Justice League. And I hated Justice League because, like, realistically, if they fix everything, the same Flash is in the movie, and I hate Flash. I mean, Cyborg yeah. is the most dull character. I mean, so like, no matter what, I believe the movie's still gonna suck, but like. I want to watch it because it's such a meme, you know? Like, I got to watch the Snyder Cut now. Like, Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think it's such a smart I mean, well, we already have Max, but... I know. I just think it's such a smart acquisition by them. Yeah. So, um, I believe to cap it off, I think what we're going to decide to do is watch the two movies coming out. Yeah. So, King of Staten Island comes out uh, June 12th, I believe... Um, on VOD, so that means you have to buy it, which hurts me a little bit, not gonna lie, but, um, yeah, I'm excited for June 12th, and also the same day Netflix is releasing Spike Lee's new movie, um, it's called, just a sec, I just lost it, it is called The Five Bloods, and it's kind of like a Vietnam War movie, um, obviously Spike Lee is, I don't want to say controversial, but he, um, his movies are very politically driven. Yeah. And from the trailer, this movie actually, I think it looks really good, but we'll see how much grandstanding, obviously, he puts in the movie. And Can't Stand Island, Judd Apatow, and our boy, um, can't even think of his name. Come on. The, uh, Comedian. Did Ariana Grande. Oh, from Big Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adolescence? Yeah. It's the same person. Uh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Hang on. Okay, but why Kelp's looking at Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson, yes. It's kind of his biography lately. With Judd Apatow directing, I think it's going to be really funny. Don't know how great of a movie it's going to be, but I think it's pretty good. I'm excited. Just to give you guys a view, we'll probably try. For our regular listeners, obviously, all you hundreds of millions of people out there, obviously, thank you. But we're going to try putting out a podcast every other week, and we'll try putting it out either Sunday night or Monday morning. Now, this might be hard for the next one because those two movies are coming out that Saturday before we would put it out. So, obviously, it'll be sometime during that week. All right. All right, see you guys. Peace out. Bye.